Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Everybody getting ready for the season. I'm going to be down opening day, heading down to Sarasota next week, heading down there, Florida, watch MOs play. Actually, not next week, in a few days. Flying down there Wednesday morning, my wife and I, we're going to take a little relaxing trip, watch the Orioles, enjoy the weather. Look at the weather. It's going to be like a high of 78. My wife's like getting uh, suntan lotion and bathing suits and all short sorts of shit. And I'm like, hold on. You know, anytime you think of Florida, I get it. You know, we're going to swim in the ocean, be on the beach. It's like one day it's going to be a high of 70. (laughs) So, I don't know. I might actually take a sweatshirt, some jeans down there. But, yeah, I'm excited about that. Not only the uh, season starting, coming up. uh, I've got opening day, uh, spring training, baseball going to be heading down to. I can't wait for that. And I appreciate everybody's uh, feedback, response I put out on Twitter I've noticed a lot of people are heading down Sarasota, or they're already down there. I feel like I'm late to the party. So I asked everybody if any good places down there. I actually had someone who actually lives down there said, yeah, I'm, I grew up down here. I'll, I'll tell you where to go. I felt like I needed to uh, send him a, a check for the time he took to send me a list of good places. Somebody else told me Taco Bell. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Taco Bell. Okay, It's Russian roulette every time I eat there. You got to stick with what you know. You know, you don't want to sit there and go, yeah, let me get that burrito, uh, you know, that looks like nobody should eat because I want to be able to function the rest of the day. I've definitely had Taco Bell where I'm like, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. No, Nate, when you're eating Taco Bell, do not get out of your comfort zone. Be safe because I've had moments where it's just like all my plans that weekend done, gone. See ya. Send and text everybody. Can't do it. I ordered a number five instead of my number two. Well, order number five made me go number two, but anyway, you get the point. But I appreciate everybody letting me know places to eat and places to stay away from as well. So that was good. Uh, of course, Sports Drink Network is the network that I'm a part of. Check them out, sportsdrink.org. Sports, not sports, all the good shit. Also, I wanted to mention the network picked up the Nine Club. Uh, With Chris Roberts, if you're into skateboarding, check him out. Chris Roberts, Jaron Wilson, Kelly Hart. Uh, It's a new podcast. or I don't think it's a new podcast. I don't know if it's a new one or or Sports Drink Network. Just picked him up. But either way, great podcast. I actually used to, back in the day, used to skateboard. I used to wear the Jinko jeans. I had dreadlocks. I don't know if you you ever seen a photo of me. I've kind of got like the fade haircut. But yeah, I used to do the dreadlocks, skateboarding. Smoke weed every day. Tony Hawk was my idol. I still love Tony Hawk. If I had a chance to meet whoever I wanted to, I think Tony Hawk would probably still be in my top five of people that I want to meet. But anyway, of course, sportsdrink.org, part of the network. Love them. They're good stuff. Go on there. Tons of podcasts. Again, sports, not sports, all the good shit. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Full Count Chaos. Uh, anytime email Full Count Chaos at gmail.com. I got an email of an experience. Somebody had meeting their loved one. Uh, it was an embarrassing moment. It always seems like some sort of fucked up situation when people write in sharing their experiences at Camden Yards. Obviously, we're going to talk about, you know, the players, what everybody's been doing, who most likely we're going to see on the field opening day. 
I think we have a pretty good chance at this point of, of most likely who we're going to see. I mean, uh, late rel- uh, the relievers a little bit, you know, got to still play things out, try to see what's happening with that, especially with some injuries. And Bautista is going to be out for a little bit. And uh, who else? I was just talking about oh, Dylan Tate. Yeah, he's probably going to be out the whole month of April, most likely. So pertaining to the relievers, Brian, um, Brandon Hyde's got a little bit to look at. Elias Hyde, all the boys getting together, figuring that out. But other than that, I think we have a pretty decent idea. Catchers, infielders, outfielders, who we're going to see uh, starting rotation. Uh, again, by the way, if, if you hear me, if it sounds like I'm, I'm wiggling back and forth from the mic, I apologize. I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm, I'm sitting on a padded donut. <laughs> it's like for people who have hemorrhoids. Oh, I fucked my back up. I'm I'm trying to take it easy. A good buddy of mine, he he has a uh, those golf simulators. It's like you can set up in your home. You hit it into that huge movie screen. They're not cheap. I mean, they can tell whether you're gonna slice, hook, uh, the the angle of your swing, everything. And I went over there the other night, <laughs> and it's literally it's it's you bring your clubs and you play 18 holes. You you have like a hundred different courses around the world to pick from. It's awesome. If I had that in my house, I wouldn't leave my house ever. Although I'd be in a wheelchair because I'd throw my back out. But I don't know why we thought it was a good idea. Again, after two and a half hours of golfing, I mean, legit golfing, swinging like a normal swing, the whole nine yards. We're like, hey, let's put it on the uh, golf range setting and see how hard and far we can hit it. There you go. That's a great idea. <laughs> Fucking threw my back out, swinging as hard as I could. Walking at a 90-degree angle for the next couple days, my wife said, yeah, look at my sexy husband. Can't even swing a golf club without throwing out his back. You know, later that week, thinking we're having rough sex, I'm just fighting for the bottom <laughs> so I don't have to do the work. So, again, I apologize. I'm shifting back and forth, just trying to get comfortable, trying to let that back heal. No bueno. Uh, but I want to get to this. Camden Yards, I-, I don't know why people are flipping out about this. Uh, Camden Yards changing their name, possibly. According to uh, Sports Business Journal, there's a report that the Orioles are considering selling the naming rights to the ballpark. My knee-jerk reaction, and still same feelings now, is, okay, whatever. Like, why not? If John uses that money towards demos, whatever. Some fans on Twitter were up in arms the other day about it. Just acting all dramatic. Like, almost using the same words as if they heard their loved one died. It's like, what are, what is going on in your life where you hear that Camden Yards might change their name? Where your, your day is just ruined. I, I think some sport fans, after waking up every day, they just find shit to whine about. And I know that sounds rude because I know some people, you know, hey, Nate, how are you going to tell me how I feel? But... Look, I'm going to take it a step further. I also think fans try so hard to prove to everyone all the time what a strong, diehard fan they are. That they act like they're so angry and heartbroken over some unnecessary shit. I mean, I saw some, like, long tweets of just how heartbroken they are about they can't... They have a, a, a terrible relationship with the Orioles right now, and now they're going to do this to them. Look... There's other things going on with the Orioles organization. And, you know, I know the rumor of of the Orioles, they may not be in Baltimore anymore. I feel in my gut and my heart, 
I don't think that's going to happen. But to put all your anger out on Camden Yards possibly not being called Camden Yards anymore, yeah, that, that would kind of suck. I, I think that was the furthest that I went with a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, that sucks. And that's it. I moved on. I mean, look, the the average... I think the average cost is about between 3.5 and 6 million a year. Companies pay stadiums for their names. M&T Bank, I know they pay 5 million a year. But if that helps the team, whatever. If they can make a ton of money. Look, if if I was the owner of a team and that was my decision to make, I'm sorry, I hate to say, but seeing the money that comes in per year, fuck it, I'll do it. Everybody else does it. Sorry, sorry. I know Camden Yards. I, I know you'll get over it. Everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart. I know a lot of people have different thoughts. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. So that's that. That's how I feel about Camden Yards. Uh, may not be called Camden Yards anymore. Let's see. There's M&T Bank Stadium. I'm trying to think of like uh, maybe Bank of Glen Burnie. <laughs> the Oriole, Oriole Park at Bank of Glen Burnie. Maybe that's where they're headed to. I, I th- a lot of stuff has been bothering me the past couple weeks with things with Oriole fans and people that I know. Like I, I remember, I love seeing everyone wear, wearing Orioles gear lately. That's great. I love it. Everyone's in the spirit. It's like when I was talking about how I went to the beach a couple months ago, and my, my God, it was almost like a parade up and down Coastal Highway with everyone's Orioles gear. I loved it. Everyone's getting in the mood, pumped for the season. Let's go. But it's funny, though, seeing all the fuckers who would talk shit about the Orioles during the rebuild, which that's understandable. But I personally know people wearing their Nats T-shirts or Ravens gear year round during these awful seasons. And these are the same people that when I would walk into the room, they would laugh as I was wearing my Orioles gear. You know, what are you doing supporting that shitty ass team? These are now the same people who are wearing Orioles socks and hats and all sorts of shit. You know, from head to toe, they got Orioles stuff on. They're going to Orioles events, show, you know, posting selfies, showing just what a great fan they are now. <laughs> I don't get I don't know why this is bothering me so much. I shouldn't let stupid shit bother me. It's kind of ironic because I'm sitting here going, why are you letting Camden Yards bother you if they change your name? But here I am talking about bandwagon fans bothering me. But I've been seeing that like in the past few weeks a lot around me. You know, they're bragging about going to opening day. Some people are making their wedding theme Orioles right now. Well, the whole year, you're the one who was wearing a Texas Ranger jersey, talking about how you missed the old days when Buck Showalter managed the Rangers. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Uh, it's okay to be frustrated with the Orioles. And when they're going through the rebuild, I was one of them. I had a podcast. I used to shit them on, shit on them all the time. But I don't know why bandwagon fans irk me so much. I shouldn't care, but I'm just seeing it right in my face. It's like, dude, you used to give me shit for representing the Orioles. Now you're going to have your wedding in Camden Yards because you hear they're going to be contenders now. Whatever, Nate, you, you got to move on. Just move on. I'm just curious. Look, there's a lot of diehard fans that tune into the podcast. I know that. I've talked to you folks uh, one-on-one. I I feel like I know you guys. So I know you are diehard fans because through the rebuild, we were talking about the Orioles. You were going to a lot of games. I know it because we'd be sharing photos. We I feel like I'm friends with you guys now. But how do you feel about with bandwagon fans? Does that bother you? Or should you be emailing me right now going, Nate, calm the fuck down. <laughs> 
fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Want to hear from you, Ryan Mountcastle. Moving on from the bandwagon drama. My boy Ryan Mountcastle hit a grand slam on Wednesday. Fantastic. I was going to say fantastic to see. The only time I could see it was getting retweeted on Twitter. I think I first saw it on Instagram. or I forgot where I saw it, but I'm just like, it's just fucking asinine. In 2023, Masson hasn't figured their shit out to broadcast these games. I, I don't know if somebody opens the books and, and Lord, if I know how much money they gain or lose, maybe if they, you know, if we air these spring training games, look how much money we're going to lose. I don't get it because I see so many other teams airing their games on television, but I saw that highlight got goosebumps. I love that man. I love Ryan Malkins. I think he's my favorite player. Yep. Over Adley. I feel like nine times out of 10, you ask a fan who's your favorite Royal, they're going to say Adley Rushman. Mine right now, I just think it's Ryan Mountcastle. His sense of humor in the dugout. He, he's a funny guy. I mean, I've heard other players talk about Ryan Mountcastle when they're on first base talking to him, and they're just like, the dude's fucking hilarious. He's funny. He's got an odd sense of humor. But I like that. So, look, he's our power hitter. Got a great sense of humor. You know, he saved all those kids from that burning school. When was that? I think it was 2018. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he doesn't need to uh, save a bunch of kids from a burning school for uh, for him to be my favorite player right now. So far, he's hitting 330. This spring training. I, I get it. It's spring training. So what, Nate? Don't get carried around, carried away. But but 330. He's got he's got a home run. Obviously, seven RBIs, 1200 OPS. That's only after 15 at bats. I, I feel like every year. I call for him to hit 40-plus home runs. I think it feels cool to say that for some reason, to call out a player and say, yeah, I think he's going to hit bombs. It just feels cool. Like, every year I say, yeah, Mountcastle, absolutely. This guy's going to hit some fucking bombs, bro. I think he's going to hit, like, 40. It's not cool to be like, I don't know, man. I think he's going to struggle a little bit. I'm thinking, like, 10, 15 home runs. That's not cool. He's going to hit 40 bombs. I mean, with the uh, the the wall of Baltimore, that's not going to help. We could see that. 2021, he hit 33 home runs. And then Elias, who I'm a fan of with the wall. I said that from the very beginning. I was thinking all pitching when, the, when Elias made that decision. All pitching, I'm thinking. I wasn't even thinking of hitting at that point. After they built the wall, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> it's going to fuck us up a little bit with our power hitters. But I was thinking all pitching. But uh, so in 2022, oh, he hits, uh, what did he hit? 22 home runs. And he had 21 more at bats than he did in 2022 or 2021. You following me? <laughs> and again, we can thank the wall of Baltimore why he had 12 less home runs. I think they, yeah, the wall of uh, wall of Baltimore, Baltimore, some say. Little, you clever bunches of Oriole fans, Baltimore uh, robbed a handful of times. Hitting in left field, of course. I mean, even Trey Mancini, God bless him. I saw him hitting bombs on the Cubs. Good for him, by the way. But I remember Trey, man. He was like one of the, the our our uh, uh, the loudest Oriole players who who it, were expressing their frustration <laughs> towards backing up the wall. I remember Trey just being like, "I don't like it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I don't like it." But yeah, I think he, right now, is my favorite Oriole. 
You know, he, he wouldn't be a power hitter if, if both years he led the club in strikeouts, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, if you can work on that, oh, the sky's the limit. He had the second best, but, you know, forget about the strikeouts right now. He had the second best OPS in 2021 and 2022 on the team. He's a stud. What else do you have to say about old Ryan? I just want to give him props. Uh, my favorite player, Gunnar Henderson. I don't know. I, I said nine times out of ten, people say Adley Rushman. I think it's starting to be seven out of ten, six out of ten. Now Gunnar Henderson's coming up. A lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to purchase some Gunnar Henderson jerseys. That's what I'm going to be giving out this Christmas. Not Adley, not, not Ryan Mountcastle. So Gunnar Henderson, by the way, made a hell of a play Thursday. It's one of those plays that you see that makes you text like half the people you've known since 1998. You'd be like, dude, I, I know we haven't spoken in like 12 years, but you got to take a look at this. <laughs> Speaking of that, I I still every now and then, maybe once a month, talking about people I haven't spoken to in 12 years, I'll get notifications on Facebook of people's birthdays. I'm telling you, man, it feels like 40% of the year I don't know or don't remember half these people. <laughs> I feel bad. Sometimes I just do a happy birthday. I'm like, hey, happy birthday. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you were. But yeah, that play was crazy. He also made a diving grab earlier in the season at third base a couple weeks ago. But this kid definitely, Gunnar Henderson, he's going to grab a gold glove for sure here and there throughout the season. Absolutely. Watch out. Hot take. <laughs> Talking about Gunnar Henderson getting a gold glove. Whoa, did you hear Nate on the podcast the other day? It's getting a little wild talking about gold gloves with Gunnar Henderson. Dude, Wednesday on that play that he made at shortstop, that ball was hit 108 miles per hour. 108. Oh, shit. You ever tried to catch a ball even throwing it like uh, 95 miles per hour? Your hand goes numb, your ears start ringing, (laughs) your elbow starts tingling. You know, just all of a sudden you feel like you ate Taco Bell. You start getting the runs. Like, what happened with him? I don't know. Someone threw a 95-mile-an-hour ball to him and run into the bathroom. This kid dives and grabs his ball at 108 like it's nothing. He gets up, throws a laser to get this runner out by a few steps. Threw just an absolute laser. Those kind of plays get you laid. So that's dudes doing well. Everyone's like, oh, see, he should be at short, not third. Okay. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of juggling in that in that uh, infield. We got options. It's great that we're having this argument, like who should be at short, who should be at third. Urea should be at third. Gunner should be at short. No, Mateo. Gunner should be, you know, we've got these options in the infield. That's great. But if Gunner's at third, Mateo's at short, I have no beef. It's, if, if Gunner's at short and Urias is at third, I got no beef. I'm fine. Great options there. It's a great thing to to have a conversation about or, or a debate, whatever. And I see some people worried about Gunner's bat. Uh, his bat's this spring so far. He's hitting, what, 118, no home runs, 329 OPS, 17 of bats. Not good. Not good, Bob. Not good. I'm not worried. Why? Why aren't you worried? Because it's spring training. You just never know if he's working on shit. Look, when people do well, when players play well in spring training, you're like, hell yeah. Look at him go. He's, he's going to do great this season. When they shit the bed in spring training, I'm like, well, look, they might be working on something. Spring training, you get the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not worried. 
Again, you just never know. He might be trying to work on something, might be trying to go the other way. That's what Hyde says. Look, I just want you to try to go the other way for the next couple weeks. You know, just try to hit it in left field. Just do that for a couple weeks and we'll take it from there. And, uh, you know, speaking of left field, speaking of the outfield, this isn't a hot take talking about Cedric Mullins' arm. Every Cedric Mullins' arm strength bothers most fans. And a lot of fans, they look past it. They go, look, I, I like his bat. I like it. the plays he makes. He's fast. He's going to steal a lot of bases. He should be an impactful player. But God damn, his arm. His arm it's, it's hard for me to get past his arm. Yeah, I know. He, he's got a lot of great. He, he contributes to this team on a lot of levels. But his arm, forget about it. Oh, it's terrible. I'd like to see Austin Hayes in center field. Mullins in right field, Stowers in left or whatever. You know, got to throw Santander in there and, and juggle those guys around. But just, I don't want to see Mullins in center field. I just really dislike his arm strength. I know I've talked about this a lot. And I know Kowser and Kerstead, they'll be up here before you know it and then figure out what we're going to do from there. But right now, it's just a pain in the ass watching him use his limp noodle arm trying to throw at runners at home. You know, he runs up, he gets the ball, guys round in 30, crow hops, he throws it. And then who's ever on the mound just kind of takes a couple steps to the left, slowly bends down to get the ball as the players already crossed home plate, high-fiving everybody in the dugout. It happens so much with him in the uh, center field. And, you know, player, runners are, are running to third to second, you know, guys on first. Up the middle, they're staring right at Mullins in his eyes as they're turning second. Like, go ahead, I dare you to throw me out. And he doesn't. Just a weak arm. By the way, Kerstead is flexing 8 for 17 with a 474 average. 1447 OPS, two home runs. Hey now, hey now, hey now. They're all doing well, man. Just more of these guys that we're seeing that that are not in the on the team in the majors yet. Oh my God. Just exciting moments that just being reminded over and over of the future just couldn't continue to build and be bright. Got Kyle Bradish. Had a hell of a game Friday against the Twins. Four innings pitched, only two hits, one walk. He struck out eight batters with just 64 pitches. Of course, from the Dylan Bundy trade. <laughs> Have you seen Bundy lately? I saw a photo of him the other day. It seems... <laughs> It seems like every year he seems to be turning into Jim Gaffigan. He he looks like someone dressed up as Jim Gaffigan for Halloween. I don't know what it is. I you know Jim Gaffigan is one of my favorite comedians. I, I love that guy. Having a bad day, sit down and watch him for an hour. You'll be good to go. But I saw a photo of him. I'm like, that's Jim Gaffigan. It's Dylan Bundy. He's got the uh, mustache, chin patch now. I don't know what it is, but. It's like, God damn, Bundy. You look just like Gaffigan. I don't know. It could just be me. But Kyle Bradish looked very sharp on Friday. He's looking real sharp so far this spring. He's pitched nine innings, four hits, two earned runs, 12 strikeouts, two ERA, and a .67 whip. Now, of course, the media walked up to Bradish and said, hey, buddy, how do you feel? He says, eight strikeouts. They're always good. No matter what game it is, obviously talking about Friday's game. He says, it just means you're in the zone. He goes, that's big for me. Then they asked him, you know, do you think you're 
going to make the rotation? He goes, I'd like to think so. I think after my second half performance last year and then getting my work in this year, going about my business how I do, I think I should be in contention for it. And then he added, as long as Hyde isn't being a big fat bitch, things should be good. I don't know. I read that. I was like, that's not what you want to say when you're trying to make the team, Bradish. <laughs> Fuck's the matter with you? Uh, no, he didn't say that. I made that up. Uh, and then Michael Givens. Some people said last week, you didn't mention Michael Givens. Yeah, I was celebrating when they picked up Givens. I'm a big fan of Michael Givens. He's doing just fine so far. Spring training. Two innings pitched. Four Ks. Of course, he's got a zero ERA. Three balks, though. I don't know. That's concerning. Again, remember, it's spring training, although a veteran like him, you don't want to see that. But pertaining to the starting rotation, you know, we're most likely going to see Kyle Gibson, Cole Irvin, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kramer, and Grayson Rodriguez. Catchers, of course, just kind of going down the list here. Ad- Adley and, and James McCann. The outfielders, of course, Mullins, Santander. Hayes, McKenna, Stowers, and then what? The infield got Mountcastle, Frazier, Henderson, Mateo, Urias, Vavra, who's killing it. Vavra's killing it this spring training. He played Friday. He went one for two. They had him over at third, but that's what he's going to do. He's going to be the utility guy, bouncing back and forth, but good for Vavra. He's doing all right. Doing all right. But again, for the uh, talking about relievers, Bautista, hopefully he's going to do. he's going to be okay. Uh, Dylan Tate coming back from the injury. But you got Givens, Perez, Baker, Wells, Volf, Aiken. You're going to see those guys again coming back. Perez and Baker, you know, are going to be the, the late inning roles with Givens coming in. Givens might be the setup guy in the eighth inning. We're going to see back again. Joey Kreibel, I, I don't know. I don't know what that poor guy is going to be doing here. I just hope he, whatever is happening with him, he figures it out. He gets his shit together. So, you know, like I was saying last week, I think we kind of have a pretty good idea, a decent idea of what this team is going to look like. And from what I see so far, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. And again, looking forward to uh, flying out Wednesday to Sarasota. Going to be an opening day. I'd love to hear from you if you're going to be down there partying it up. Having a good old time down at the park. So I'd love to hear from you guys, your thoughts on prediction, uh, the MLB prediction, baseball, Orioles mainly. <laughs> you don't have to email me the whole breakdown. I want to know about the NL West and the NL East. Just talking about the Orioles. I mean, most people that I'm seeing, most articles and sports media people and all those quote-unquote smart people talking about the uh, AL East. I'm seeing that, of course, they have the Yankees. From what I'm seeing, it's like between 95, 97 wins, and they got the Blue Jays at like 93 wins. But they have the Rays and the Orioles going back and forth between 84, 86 wins. Most people have gotten the Red Sox shit in the bed. You know, average of 75 wins. So, of course, I see that, and I'm like, you know, of course the Red Sox are going to wind up like winning the division. <laughs> Those fuckers. But I think I have the Orioles this year winning... I don't know. Is it Tulsa? I have about 87, 88 wins. I mean, you talk about a, a vanilla prediction. Obviously, the Orioles last year winning 83. A winning record, 83 and 79. But, yeah, the Yankees are just they are going to be another monster to deal with. 
But love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Before I wrap this up, I got an email. A gentleman wanted to share of uh, meeting his loved one at Camden Yards. Again, I always want to hear from you guys on experiences that you have at Camden Yards, whether it's about the game or not about the game. Uh, Yeah, hit me up. So this gentleman wrote in. He wanted to share how he met the love of his life. Joe from Annapolis says, hey, Mr. Chaos, wanted to share my story on how I met my wife at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. It was 2010, and I remember the Orioles were playing the Rays and won that night, just like I did. I didn't realize my friends were setting me up with a blind date that night, or I wouldn't have pregame so damn hard before I showed up at the stadium. By the third inning, I was hammered and didn't even realize all night I was telling her I was cousins with Nolan Reimold, and I can bring her down to the clubhouse to hang out with the guys anytime. I do remember noticing how beautiful she was, thinking I had no chance in hell. Apparently, she thought I was extremely charming, and we exchanged numbers. I don't even remember exchanging numbers. I vaguely remember on the way home, my friends were chanting, get that booty, get that booty. (laughs) He says later that week, she called me and we went out on a date. Somehow I impressed her to make her want to call me and give me a second shot. She brought up about me being Nolan Reimold's cousin and hanging out with the team. I thought, oh shit, this is why I'm getting a second chance. I started laughing, asking her to repeat that again. Then it hit me. I knew what I did. That must have been something stupid. I said, well, drunk off my ass thinking I didn't have a shot. I apologized and told her my buddy put me up to it and bet me money to say that. She did seem a little disappointed, but we had such a good time. I guess two years later, she said yes when I proposed. She liked the Orioles too, and we go to a handful of games a year. Thankfully, I don't have to tell her I'm cousins with any Oriole players to impress her. Appreciate the email, Joe. Yeah, you are starting off real well with that relationship, lying about Nolan Reimold. Then you're like, all right, I'm going to have to lie to get out of my other lie. Man, she gave you like three chances there. But you're right. She may have decided to go on a date with you, wanting to hook up with Nolan Reimold. I think all the girls love Nolan Reimold. My wife even had a crush on him. But, yeah, I I get it. I mean, guys, unfortunately, we say some stupid shit to try to impress girls. We've all done it. We've all been there. (laughs) Nolan Reimold's cousin. And then not only that, Joe was like, I have a good idea. I'm also going to say I can get her in the clubhouse. Yeah. You're talking about how beautiful she is and you have no shot. It's no wonder you're sitting across the table with her. It'd be funny if that was the first thing she brought up. You're like, how was your day? So you're cousins with Nolan Reimold, huh? You can get me in the clubhouse? You're a lucky boy there, Joe. Lucky boy. Well, that's great. You guys are married now. I guess you can laugh about it. Uh, it's great that she's an Orioles fan. <laughs> again, any anything on your mind, folks? Any experiences? I want to hear from you again, Joe. Thank you for taking the time to share that with us. Appreciate it. All right, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, folks. See you.